The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Inspired, informed, motivated, and recharged on radio's favorite power hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Every day is a stellar day on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Let's get this party started. Cynthia will be back to kick it all off after this break. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a change maker when you dare to care by supporting Be the Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. BeTheStarYouAre.org. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestarur.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to this Hour of Power. We hope that you had a great Passover and Easter week and are enjoying some wonderful springtime weather. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Ritten. And we are the Goddess Gals, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, bringing you Star Style, Be the Star You Are, a program of positive book talk with authors and experts that will help you excel in life. We have a really great show for you today, some of my favorite things. First of all, in our segment one, our T for Two segment, Heather's going to be leading a discussion about the cholesterol challenge 
to help us all stay healthy and especially to lower our LDL and to increase our good cholesterol. Segment two, we're going to go into the chicken coop. I love my chickens. We are going to meet Nancy Recco with her book, Mimi Rose Love Green's Recipe for Raising Chickens. <laughs> I think it's the perfect time of year because the baby chicks are all running around. And in our final segment, where it's, we're going to sow smart and go into the garden because it is time to start planting, get those veggies and herbs and flowers in with the good weather. So a good jam-packed hour for you today. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity and their new program, Letters for Literacy, collecting postage stamps to promote reading. If you have any extra stamps around any denomination, send them to P.O. Box 376, Moraga, California, 94556, or you can make a donation for stamps at BeTheStarYouAre.org, clicking on Donate. And this is from an anonymous, and I love it. The biggest problem with the blame game is that everyone loses. Isn't that <laughs> right, Heather? We can't blame and complain. We have to yes. move forward and you know, see they always the say there's a finger, Whenever you're pointing a finger at someone, there's always three fingers pointing back at you. Ooh, I like that. That is really good. Well, it's so true. So many of us, I love all, what you always say is that, you know, if we don't look at what we have in front of us right now, um, it, it, we're all, we're, you know, if we keep complaining about we, what, what we don't have, we're not going to see what we have. And mm-hmm. I think that's a big issue for us in America today, that we don't realize how precious our health is or our family is or just the simple things in life. So it really is important that we stop and smell the roses. Well, speaking about simple things, knowing the facts about cholesterol uh, can reduce your risk for a heart attack or a stroke. But it's really important that you know what cholesterol is and how it affects your heart, and that is the beginning. And some of the things that's going to surprise you is that cholesterol isn't bad in itself. And In fact, it's just one of the many substances that is created and used by our body to keep us healthy. And some of the cholesterol we produce it naturally, we absolutely need. It might come from family history, but a lot of it's from the food we eat. So... Heather is going to talk to us about the two types of cholesterol, the good and bad, and help us understand the difference and challenge us to go out there and to avoid heart attacks and heart disease and strokes and diabetes by being more healthy. So, Heather, cholesterol is what? A soft, fat, waxy substance it's in the bloodstream. Exactly. Well, cholesterol, it's a fat called lipid. And as I'll get into later, if you've ever heard of doing a lipid panel. And as you said, it's the body uses many forms um, of these lipids. And your, uh, your liver makes cholesterol and what your body needs. Your liver is such an essential organ. So it's good that you take care of it. Um, you get your cholesterol from sometimes from the food you eat as well as with many things as your body produces it. Just as we've discussed with sugars and glucoses that, you know, not all sugars are bad, not all uh, carbohydrates are bad, and just as not all cholesterol and not all fats are bad, your body needs cholesterol. But if you have too much of it, it starts to build up in your arteries. And your arteries are the blood vessels that carry blood away from the heart. And this is, you might have heard people that have to get triple heart bypasses. Um, and when the arteries clogged and they get um, hardening of the arteries. So a simplistic way of kind of uh, looking at this, if this sounds all medical, is think about 
um, your pipes at home and how the clo- how um, your pipes can get clogs in them, um, such as the kitchen sink. You know, that's why they always say don't put oil down your sink because the oil um, will eventually, it sticks to the sides and eventually it will clog up your drain. Oh, this so is think- a really good analogy, Heather, because that's what happens inside our exactly. body. So, exactly. So think of, you know, the way your blood flows, right? the cl- these very narrow pipes. And so when the fat gets on the side of the wall and there's these cholesterol buildup, it makes it harder for the blood, just as it, you know, makes it harder for water to go through the pipes and then you get these um, clogged up pipes. It makes it harder for the blood to go through and, it, you know, you ha- your heart starts pumping faster trying to get um, this blood to pump through, but when the walls are so clogged with this uh, fatty, uh, fatty tissue, that's when you get hardening of the arteries. That's what causes heart attacks. Uh, and that's what can even cause a stroke. And as we've mentioned before on other T for twos is that heart disease is the number one killer that we always want to think, you know, breast cancer and all these different cancers. Um, but it's actually, you know, heart, heart disease. Um, a simple blood test a way to find out your cholesterol is, as I said, you know, sometimes the food you eat, um, as well as sometimes things are just are genetics, just family history. You can't, you can't avoid it. You maybe eat very healthily, but you just have this genetic gene in your family for high cholesterol. So you can do a simple testing as a lipid panel. Oftentimes what they'll have you do is to, uh, fast anywhere from 8 to 12 hours prior. So I recommend if you're going to schedule this testing to have it done early in the morning. Because yeah, otherwise way, you're going to cheat somehow. Yeah, and that way, and working in the medical field, even um, for us, even though I work in reproductive care, um, we've become really big recently on doing these lipid and glucose panels because anytime we see high blood pressure, we want to know what's going on internally. And um, as we've talked before, there's so many things of why we can't put uh, women on particular uh, hormones because, you know, there's the chance of heart attack, of stroke, of blood clots. Uh, We want to make sure, too, that, you know, based on their information. So a lot of times we've been doing this now when we've been getting high blood pressure in women, we've been asking them to come back, you know, reschedule for later in the, the week or tomorrow if they're available to come back for a lipid panel. Sometimes things come back and everything's fine, and other times we're finding underlying cases. So it's, it's interesting what, you know, someone may just go in for their birth control and they find out they have high cholesterol. Well, you know, I want to ask about this high cholesterol because as I was just saying, and you were saying too, I mean, there is... Family history plays into our cholesterol levels. Yes. Um, so how do you know when your cholesterol is too high? I mean, what is a high number? Okay. So, and I know uh, that when you do the combined cholesterol numbers, exactly. that the good cholesterol can override the bad. Exactly. So that's where I was just about to get in. So there's, um, there's two kinds and then there's a third. So your LDL, um, which is your low-density uh, lip, liproteins. That's what the, the lipid is called. Liproteins are the bad cholesterols. And LDL is mostly the fat that's in small amount that has uh, very little protein. We've talked before about how proteins are great for the body. Um, you help build muscle, helps eat away at fat. So when you have a high LD, um, a low density LDL, when that is high, that means you have a lot of the cholesterol that doesn't, um, that has very little protein. When you have high density lipoproteins, that's the good cholesterol. This is the, um, the cholesterol that's full of a lot of proteins, and this helps actually clear bad cholesterol. Um, there's also the triglycerides. That's another type of fat in the blood that can so affect your health. Wait a minute. Before you go to the triglycerides, so what you're saying is that the protein, the proteins are good. They help clear the bad cholesterol. Exactly. Okay. And that's, that is, it's a little confusing wording 
um, because you want to have, you know, the low, just think of low density, you want to have low amount of that because that's the bad one. Oh, that's high a good density, way. I mean, high density, you want to have density, you want amount. High, high density is good. High density means lots of protein. Low density, just kind of think of it also as, you know, kind of low nutrition, foods with low nutrition. You want little of that. Foods with high nutrition, you want a lot of that. Um, so when they do your overall uh, one, uh, anything they say when they do the combined score, anything they believe is 200 and below is excellent. That's where you want to be. It's when you get to 240 is bad. Now, I just recently had a full spectrum of my blood then because um, we have had previous things, diabetes runs in our family. There's been um, family members who have had high cholesterol. And I just wanted to make sure, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I always tell my patients, you know, whenever they try to are uninterested in any form of testing, I always say apathy is the worst disease you could have. And just saying you don't care about something or you're not really interested, knowledge is power. It's better to know that you have something and be able to treat it, you know, stop it, um, than whether to live, you know, in this bliss world that I'm fine and then later on find out, you know, you have something at such a, late, a later state. Um, you don't want to live your life on medication. You make a healthy lifestyle. Um, so I recently did mine, and as I said, that awesome. Anything 240 is bad, but they said 200 and below is fantastic. I was 201, so I was just on that border of being great. You know, I could still, you know, I still want to. I want to get under that 200, but to know that I'm, I'm good for now. No, but um, I want to ask you something. Did they say anything when you had this done about hereditary? Because obviously you and I are mother and daughter, and uh, high cholesterol runs in the family. Now we know that. 75 of all blood cholesterol is made in the cells of our body, and the other 25% comes as food. When I recently had my cholesterol done, my high was just off the charts. I have really tons, lots of high. The low was low, but the combined was over 200. It was like 222 or something. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm over 200. And I said, do I need to take something? And the doctor said, no. He goes, you're eating healthy just probably start walking some more or exercise yeah, some more. Yeah, and, and definitely. So, you know, what causes, that's a big thing, what causes high cholesterol? Of course, you know, diet, eating too much saturated fats, trans fats, things full of cholesterol. You know, weight, if you're overweight, that means you have high triglycerides. Um, age can play effect. You know, if you're smoking, stop smoking. Smoking actually causes the fatty tissue. It makes it, it blocks up the arteries. But again, family history, some families inherit you know, rare um, diseases called lipid disorders. And they can, you know, from birth just ha- kind of have that prefet destiny to have high cholesterol. So just be aware, you know, not only of your own health, but find out in your family, you know, what diseases, uh, because as, you know, as they have, you know, state FDA mandated uh, at this age, you should get tested for this or do this. But just think of your health as your health is singular just to you. So, though, you know, the, the nation, you know, by the doctors may say, you know, don't get a breast exam until you're 30. If breast cancer is very high in your family, and there's been cases where you've had people in, you know, close generation to you get it in their early 20s or certain other issues, make that for you that you need to get these certain testing. It's, you know, just as it's high cholesterol, diabetes. If there's any kind of family history where something has been reoccurring in your family, Get those early testings. As I said, it's better, you know, stop that change. Be the one yeah. that, that yeah. catches Four, things first. Forewarned is forearmed. And so you, it is very, very important that we oh. take, do the tests, get the homework, and get the information because yeah. then we can prevent it. And uh, I want to say things you know, that I know that we can do um, to keep your cholesterol under control, then just to kind of sum up, is 
schedule a screening, like you're saying. So eat foods mm-hmm. that are low in cholesterol and saturated fat, and you want to eat foods that are free of trans fat. Then maintain a healthy weight. Be physically active. Follow your healthcare professional's advice. And, you know, be alert. Did I cover the main points there? Yeah, and I just want to say, you know, um, if people are looking for food-wise, I just want to cover real quickly some interesting ones to to definitely take in and to avoid. Definitely, if you're going to meat-wise, avoid red meats, low-fat meats, fiber, soy proteins, fish and fish oils, antioxidants, cholesterol-lowering margarines they have. Um, and, you know, but interesting enough, Foods to avoid. By no means, this, this food has, is a superfood, has great other things, but garlic. Oddly enough, people used to believe, you know, garlic was a cholesterol-lowering thing, but studies have shown that eating lots of garlic or taking garlic supplements has no effective um, on lowering cholesterol. And now, actually, that's eating, something brand new, because yeah, when you eat exactly. a lot of garlic, I and, always thought garlic was, uh, was good for you in lowering cholesterol. Very good information. Exactly, and eating too much garlic can actually have side effects, including allergic reactions relaxing, gas, heartburn, um, and it can actually interfere with some other drugs. And it's the same thing also with St. John's wort. A lot of people take that as a natural depression supplement, and it has effects on your birth control as well as heart mist. So be very careful of the medicines you're taking. And also I always encourage a low-fat diet, but studies have shown an extremely low-fat diet versus a cholesterol-lowering diet. Um, the cholesterol-lowering diet is much, much better. So as I said, there's always the good and the bad things. Just know the key of modern. Moderation. Well, everything in moderation. Well, you know you can always get the finest health tips right here on our Tea for Two segment with our health professional, Heather Brittany, as she brings all the latest news to you each week. And so make sure that you are tuned in. Now, when we come back from break, we're going to go to one of my favorite places. I spend hours there every day, the Chicken Coop. But this time, we're going to go with Nancy Ruckow, who will join us with her third edition of the book, by her English country friend, Minnie Rose Lovegreen, and the book is called Minnie Rose Lovegreen's Recipe for Raising Chickens. So get ready for an exciting segment. <laughs> Heather, mm-hmm. give out the website. Most definitely. Please check out um, all the sites. Go to BeTheStarYouAre.com, BeTheStarYouAre.org, and MySpace.com forward slash Carmony Clutches, both with a K. Excellent, excellent. Well, we will be coming back in just a minute, and you've been listening to Star Style Be the Star You Are. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And this is Star Style. We'll be back in the chicken coop. Stay with us. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a change maker when you dare to care by supporting Be the Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. 
Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations. With personalized sessions by phone or in person, you'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestarur.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, thank you for staying here with us at Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and this is where the world comes to talk and listen. Every week we bring you the greatest books on subjects that you want to know more about. Well, two weeks ago I walked the floors at the annual Portland Library Association Conference in Oregon, and I stopped by the Independent Book Publishers Association book booth uh, to peruse a charming book about chickens. Being a former California champion rooster raiser, I am always enchanted by anything that has to do with poultry. So this book was very straightforward. It was folksy chicken chatter of Minnie Rose Lovegreen. And I invited the editor of the book to come on our program. Nancy Rickow grew up loving books and nature on a New Jersey farm, so she's another farm girl. She majored in English. She worked for New York Publishers. She lived in England and taught for a while and then moved to a farm on Bainbridge Island in Washington where she met the protagonist, the real English immigrant farm woman, Minnie Rose Lovegreen. And she told, Minnie told her story to Nancy, who recorded it and has now uh, made this into a book, which is in its third edition. It was first published in 1975. The book, Minnie Rose Lovegreen's Recipe for Raising Chickens. No wonder it's so popular. Welcome, Nancy, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, well, I was so excited. But, you know, besides being a publisher and an editor and all the other things that you are, you are a farm woman as well, and you you live on a farm now. I Well, actually, I don't live on that farm anymore, but I always have trees and gardens and all nature around me. Otherwise, I'm not happy. Uh, Yes, I feel the same way. Are you not in Bainbridge Island anymore? I am. I do live on Bainbridge. I just don't live on the farm anymore. Wonderful, Mm -hmm. wonderful. Well, reading this book that you transcribed for Minnie, it just reminded me so much that despite technology and progress that happens on a yearly basis, the real secrets to success really lie in knowing how things have been done for centuries. Things like raising chickens. 
That's right. And That's right. I love it that you subtitled your book. The main thing is to keep them happy because well, I couldn't agree with you more. I've been raising chickens since I was eight years old. I put myself through college uh-huh. by raising chickens. People laugh at me when uh, when they find <laughs> out I'm a chicken lady. But everything that Minnie wrote in her book is so absolutely true. I would love you to give a little background about Minnie because what a fascinating a story she is, and I know you've got a new book coming out soon that is her um, her biography, actually, that you also transcribed, and I've been reading that, and that's yes. called Far As I Can Remember, and ha- what a fascinating life growing up in England, and so such tough, hard work that she had on her farm. So give us a little background, if you were, would, Nancy, and then we'll get into the chickens. Okay. Uh, do you want Minnie's background or the background of our meeting or both? Well, I would like a little bit of Minnie because I okay. think what's really fascinating is that she left her, she worked on this farm which, where there were 19 kids. That yes, it, yes. Was, it was just, it's amazing that yes. she lived in this thatch cottage and had to go get water from the stream. I mean, it was a hard work it, that it she was, had to do. She worked very, very hard. Well, I, I, I'd like to read what's on the back of the book, a little bit of it, because that's a nice condensed history of her. Certainly. Um, Minnie Rose Ennifer, that was her maiden name, was born in 1888 down the Fen in Norfolk County, England. She was the eighth of 19 children. All of them helped work the 200 acres her father farmed. That was a wheat farm. At age 11, Minnie Rose hired herself out as mother's helper. Now, she had a stepmother who was uh, difficult for Minnie Rose, (laughs) and um, Minnie Rose's own mother died when she was four, so then the father remarried, which is what they did back then, and uh, quickly, and had a whole bunch more children. So um, Minnie worked very, very hard and was not entirely happy with her stepmother and the situation. Well, in the new book, I mean, I, I want to get to the chicken book, but yes. in the new book that you're coming out with, far as I can remember, it's uh, interesting. It seemed like because she was from another uh, marriage and another mother, that her stepmother treated her like an outsider. She was more like a slave than probably. A child. Uh, it's hard to know, but that was certainly how it seemed to Minnie, and and she was generally pretty fair about people. But that now, having known Minnie and listened to her story, I now understand fairy tales much better about the wicked stepmother. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Well, it, it definitely but, sounds like it in the and the book. Right. Is- Fascinating, I, fascinating reading. But, um, you know, I'd I like wanted to, to get um, to the chickens because she really yes. loved her hens, and she endeared herself to you by when you moved to Bainbridge Island, she kept calling and, you know, asking oh, yes. you to help. Tell that I, background because that's rather interesting, too. Yes, well, we bought an old dairy farm on Bainbridge years ago, 1963, and moved there, and the people who sold us the farm, the dairy people, couple, were, had been very good friends of Minnie Rose's up in Canada and friends, friends for many years. So then they told Minnie about us moving in, and Minnie always seized every opportunity. She was <laughs> very, very uh, with it. And uh, so she started calling us and saying she had a German Shepherd dog. Would we like to have it for our farm? And she had an English accent, and she talked a lot. <laughs> and it sounds like first, she never stopped talking. Actually. Yeah, yeah, never stopped talking. And at first I paid 
practically no attention whatsoever. Uh, you know, we had just moved. We had a young baby. I was pregnant, and we had a whole farm to adjust to. But uh, she kept calling, and finally we went to see her. I did want to read a, a one other little part of, of this back cover because it relates to your nonprofit organization. Uh, after she left home at 11, she supported herself as a um, housemaid, really. Right. And, and then through experience, she learned to read, write, cook, sew, and to nurture children, plants, and animals. Because she, she didn't get to go to school. No, only about six months. And and she what she was so eager to learn and to um, master different things, and she literally taught herself to read and write with the help of other gals who were working in the same house as cooks or housemaids or whatever. So I just admire that so much. And then, of course, in 1912, she and her brother booked passage on the Titanic. Well, that, I you know, I got chills when I read that. I mean, I think it's so fascinating because, uh, you know, it's, it's like who knows what our fates hold. But she right. had no patience to wait for it, did she? Absolutely not. Uh, it was the Titanic sailing was delayed at the you know toward the last minute, and she or it's going to be delayed. And she just said to her brother, "Let's find another ship," and they did. <laughs> but uh, a friend of mine has always said, "Well, that's okay. If she'd been on the Titanic, she would have been the first one in a lifeboat." Well, she probably would have been organizing the lifeboat, you know, something <laughs> like that. She sounds like that kind of person. Right. Well, I love the way that you just transcribed the way she talked. And, and from what I understand, she was actually in the hospital with cancer. A- at, absolutely, and yes. And when she did, yes. she'd always wanted to write a book, but of course, probably didn't have the skills for it. To be, you know, she was self-taught, but she could definitely tell all that she knew. Right, and and she was always just so busy running around helping everybody and, and taking care of people's children and stuff. But so then she was diagnosed with cancer, and they said it was terminal, um, and they put her in the hospital for tests. So I went in with my tape recorder and said, okay, Minnie Rose, now we're going to start your book. And by that time, I knew what a, an amazing storyteller she was. And she had her sort of her own language, really. She really, she does. And, you know, it's interesting when you hear, when you read what you've written, because it is in kind of a lingo, it sounds so slang, but it all makes sense. And right. it's repetitive. You know, right. she has the way she talks. And she knew where to put the emphasis and all of that. Anyway, um, let's see what I was going to say something. Oh, yes, that... The subtitle of the book, The Main Thing is to Keep Them Happy, she said that as she was dictating about the hens and the chicks or about feeding them or something. And she, so she said, The Main Thing is to Keep Them Happy. And I said, Okay, Minnie Rose, that's your subtitle. And because it was so perfect. It well, applies it's perfect to everything. And it's also true. Because having raised chickens my whole life, people always say, Oh my God, these eggs are so much better than anything I can get at the farmer's market you know, or, or at Whole Foods or any of the fancy places. And I say, because I have happy chickens. Right. You know, it's like happy cows, those commercials it, for happy cows. It does yes. make a difference. And it applies it, to everything, too. It applies I mean, to everything in life. Chickens, so, animals, and people children. out there who are interested in chickens, what she talks about is the banty hen, which is the bannies are always the best mothers, and they will sit on anybody's eggs, and they will raise anybody's babies. That's but right. Says, it's like step-by-step step what you need to do, 
and you know how to watch them for those 21 days before right. they hatch. Right. And how to take care of the babies after they hatch or to move them. And it was interesting when I was reading this, and Nancy, because I thought, oh my gosh, it's like so many of these things I just do instinctively. I, yes. I because... laughed really hard when there was a question mm-hmm. of, well, what do you do when the rooster chases you? And she, right. her comment was, you get a broom and you just chase it. Well, I was oh, at the said, post office yesterday. She said, and I was telling a... um, the, one of the postmasters about your book. Ah. She's always asking me about chickens. And she said, you know, we've got these wild turkeys and they're attacking the <laughs> uh, postman. And so oh, I call, she had called one of her grandparents to find out what you do. And they said, you get the broom and you just swat them. Right. And, I and, said, and that Minnie was Rose exactly even... what Minnie Rose said. <laughs> and Minnie Rose even swatted them with a board. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing, too. The broom right. and the board. Right. And um, it's true. And that's the only thing they have to know who is the boss. Right. So one of the things that she said in there, because I get asked this often, too, and I wanted to point it out, is if you do have chicks uh, that are hatched, that if you need extra chicks, the time to buy them is immediately so that you can put them with the mother, with the, with the broody hand, so that right. she'll take care of them. Right, and sneak them in at night when at she's night, that's not aware. <laughs> and, yes. you know, if she's not brooding, she's not going to take them either. Right. That's the other thing. Right. And, and then uh, they'll just they'll die, so you'll have to keep them in the house or mm-hmm, under a light or mm-hmm. something like that. I now, did want to say that not just... well, right? Excuse me? You used to raise chickens, so do you still raise chickens? Oh, yes. Chickens? I don't raise chickens anymore. I did for many, many years, both in New Jersey and here on Bainbridge Island. I, just, I did want to say, though, that Minnie Rose, of course, knew that bant, you, you don't just use banties for setting on eggs, that many different breeds of chickens, of hens, will set on eggs. Oh, they all will. It's just that the bannies seem to be the best mothers. I agree. They just seem to be, you know, it's funny because my brood that just hatched, of, um, it was a banny who did the sitting. None of them are bannies. <laughs> Not one. <laughs> Not one. So oh, they, boy. None of them look like her. None of, they're, all, they're all already bigger than her, and they're only well, a few weeks old. <laughs> it's fascinating. It yes. is fascinating. And, but the other hands didn't even care. You know, they didn't care. Something that's very, very sweet in your book is how there's all these signals and and she gives all the signs like blip blip and you know yes. all, she, she gives the sounds of the 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 quirk sounds and the the clacking sounds. She, so she was she was actually giving you what, what the chicken sounds like when it's happy, when it's sad, when it's telling you to keep away. Exactly, and and she imitated those sounds and she pointed out that the hen even talks to the chicks when they're still under her inside the shell. You know something? That was something that I never even thought about. I thought that was very, very interesting because they know their mother's voice. Right, right. So it makes sense because don't we as humans talk to our babies when they're still, you know, in inside our womb, so why wouldn't their hand right. speak to her little baby? Right, it's similar in a way. <laughs> yeah, Quite similar. I, I thought that was great. Well, mm-hmm. there's everything in here from how to feed your chickens, what to feed your chickens. I loved all the greens because I, you know, it's like the combination of you go in your garden, you weed your garden, you feed the weeds, you feed them the scraps from your kitchen. They're so good for them. Sounds like you have a lot of greens. 
A lot of green. They love the greens. Yes. They, they love it. They love and it. And leftover food also, too, as long as you don't put citrus citrus things. Yeah, they don't like citrus. They don't seem to like tomatoes. Right. Oh, or good. onions or leeks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of things. Right. But just about everything else, they seem to, you know, they just wolf it down. But she, you have information on maintenance, you know, how to keep the the housing clean and whether you're going to put the new straw in there or whether yes. you have to put lime in the house and how to keep the mites away. Yes. That's very important. And I was also happy to see how she talked about the cannibalism, too, because that's something that can really, really get bad, especially if you have caged birds. Mine have always been free-range, and they run around on a few uh-huh. acres. But, uh-huh. but if you have them, but if they're in a cage and one bleeds, cannibalism is a real problem. Oh, it's dreadful. It, so yeah, it's, she, it's her, we tried all, all her advice on those things. We used all her advice, and it all worked. Yes, it all works. It mm-hmm. all works. Well, let's give out your website, and then I'd love to talk just for a second about the new book that's going to be released. Okay. So give your website, please, Nancy. Okay. It's www.nw, as in Northwest, Trillium, like the flower. So... It's www.nwtrilliumpress.com. And, of course, you can get these books just by asking at the bookstore or going online. And the first book we're talking about here is Minnie Rose Love Greens, Recipe for Raising Chickens. Yes, thank you. And the subtitle, The Main Thing is to Keep Them Happy. So it's really a great book. Well, the other other book I just want to just give for just a second before we go to break is mm-hmm. this will be out shortly, and it's called Far As I Can Remember. Right. And this is going to be the life story of Minnie as told to you. Yes. I also tape-recorded that way back in 1975. Oh, that's going to be very exciting when that is released. Well, Nancy, I want to thank you so much for being a guest here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I hope everyone will go to nwtrilliumpress.com. Pick up a copy of Minnie Rose Love Green's Recipe for Raising Chickens because in this day and age, you know, we should all have a chicken in our yard. We keep all fresh <laughs> eggs. And then Absolutely. as soon you'll find, far as I can remember, Absolutely. and both of these, um, and Nancy has been the editor on. So thank you so much. Thank you, Cynthia. Everybody has a story. And Everybody has that. a story. There's a book in everyone, too. That's Thanks for right. writing this down. Well, when I come back from break, we're going to go into my other sacred space, the garden. So get on your, lo- your gloves, dig out your trowel. We're going to so smart. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Back in a little bit. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know how you can build your business during challenging times? I know you feel out of control. The economic climate has a mind of its own, and you're not sure how your business will survive. Well, it's time for a checkup before it's checkmate. 
seek out four or five business owners who are interested in forming a monthly success squad to brainstorm, maybe do it over breakfast, establish these rules to attain your goals, require attendance, everyone contributes to the agenda, everyone must share information, everyone turns off their cell phone, all information is strictly confidential, and no discussing of individual employees. By getting together to discuss your challenges, you'll find solutions. And the group not only holds one another accountable, but can help each individual to reach higher levels of satisfaction. When the going gets tough, it's good to know that you have a colleague that cares and that may have your back. This could be the difference between hanging in there or just hanging out to dry. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style Productions. For coaching advice or consultations, visit star-style.com or call 925-377-STAR. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature Star Style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-788. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel where the world comes to listen and talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestaryouare.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, hello there, and thank you again for staying with me. I hope that you enjoyed that little bit talking about chickens. I love my chickens, and I've had a flock, as I said, since I was eight years old. And it is so terrific to be a gardener and to also have chickens and animals because It's all about the cycle of life. You pull weeds, you bring them to the animals, the animals eat them, they make manure, the manure goes back to the compost pile, the compost pile goes back to the garden, and it just circles round and round and round. So it's a wonderful thing. Well, in this segment, it is Gardening with Cynthia time. I'm calling this So Easy, S-O-W, because actually even today before the radio show, I was out preparing my vegetable garden. It's spring has finally sprung, and it is time for all of us to start preparing our uh, spaces, whether it's just one pot on a patio or one pot on a windowsill 
or you have lots of space or a big vegetable garden, it's wonderful to grow your own herbs and your own flowers and some vegetables if you can. Now, before we talk about the gardening, I just want to say that if you'd like to purchase any of the books that I have written, you can go to star-style.com and get them at the Star Style store, and they'll be autographed. There is a chicken soup for the gardener's soul. Be the star you are, 99 gifts for living, loving, laughing, and learning to make a difference. The new book, Be the Star You Are for Teens. The Business of Show Business, Miracle Moments, and The Blessings of Love and Relationships. And I know it sounds like it's all over the board, but the books, all the different topics are all my different passions. And basically everything in life leads back to gardening for me because what I figure I have done my whole life is besides growing plants, I grow people. I'm trying always to inspire and encourage and inform and motivate people to their highest self. Well, Og Mandino had said, I know that the seeds I sow I will harvest because every action, good or bad, is always followed by an equal reaction. I will plant only good seeds this day. Now, I take that in a gardening sense, but I also take it in a life sense, is that everything we do, it's cause and effect. And when we are good to people, good things happen back to us. So why don't we only plant good seeds? And I'm going to just give you a few tips on literally planting some good seeds so that maybe you'll have a little parsley or cilantro or maybe a tomato or two or maybe just some pretties, some flowers, as we, what we, one of our stories said in our Chicken Soup for the Gardener Soul. You know, there's a Zen saying that perks my sensibilities as I'm gazing out at the green hillsides right now. And it says, sitting quietly, doing nothing, springs comes, and the grass grows all by itself. Well, this is how I feel when springtime hits. Uh, on Easter Sunday, we had incredible storms, thunder and lightning. Heather in San Diego had a 6.9 earthquake that had crumbled up from Baja, California. But just two days later, the sun is out, the flowers seem to just burst, and it's time to dig out the spades, the hoes, the shovels, the rakes, and all your other paraphernalia that you may be hiding in your shed or your closet. We need to get them cleaned and sharpened, and we get to start the exhilarating phase of planting. Now, I've made a commitment to everyone that this year we're going to read, plant, and grow, and so I want to make sewing simple. The reading, we know, we talk about it every week. I want to increase literacy. But I also want you to plant the seeds of literacy, the seeds of happiness, and the seeds of your own, your own garden and grow as a person as well as grow healthy foods so you can have a healthy body. It is challenging sometimes for the beginner or the novice to decide how to begin to garden, but I want to take the guesswork out of you. And here are a couple of selected projects to kind of jumpstart your outdoor rooms while packing some nutrients into your diet with fresh-picked vegetables, fruits, and herbs. Now, I lecture all over the world on a variety of topics, a great deal of them home and garden topics. And what I find in most cultures and in most countries is that especially younger gardeners are looking for three things. They want to grow their own food. They would like some fresh herbs and flowers for both their culinary flavors and also for the sensory fragrance and the beauty it can bring into their homes. They want their homes uh, or their spaces, their living spaces, both inside and out, to express a unique style. So uh, to think broadly as possible, here's kind of a fail-safe way to get started. 
if you, I am going to assume that you have a small plot of land. Now, this can be small plot to big plot. If you only have a pot or a, um, a balcony patio, you may not need all of these tools. You may just need a trowel and a couple of containers and some good potting soil and some fertilizer and the seeds or the plants. But if you have anything more than 10 by 10, you're going to want a shovel and a rake and a hoe and some pruners and the loppers and a saw, and you'll want a couple of buckets or cans. Personal items, no matter what you won't have, you want gloves, a hat, sunscreen, and again, you want to have a bag or a bucket that you can carry your utensils in. Now, the fundamentals of gardening are the containers. If you're doing container gardening, you'll need stakes and soil, mulch and fertilizer. If you're planting trees, you're going to need tree ties. If you're going to do fruit or vegetables, you may need some bird netting. You'll want a garden hose with the appropriate nozzles or wands, depending on if you're reaching up high or low. Plant labels, you can make them yourself. I make some out of corks. You know, when you drink a bottle of wine and you have cork, you can do that. It makes it pretty easy. Our grow boxes, if you'd like to start your seedlings inside. And, of course, a watering can. And then optional things that you can get, which are usually helpful, is you could buy ladybugs, which are at your local hardware store, that you can release into your garden. And ladybugs eat thousands of aphids every day, and they're one of the best natural insecticides that we can have in our garden, as well as praying mantis eggs. You can buy those, and they're not very expensive. You'll want to get a few books, how-to books or magazines or DVDs on organic gardening um, so that you can plant your vegetables, your fruits, and your herbs. If you're in a big area that has wild animals or like deer, you might need deer fencing. And, you know, dogs and cats can do quite a bit of, of damage as well. Now, I love having chickens in the garden because they fluff up the soil, they dig they um, get they get the worms out. They eat the bugs. Uh, to me, they're they're just great for all of that. But if you can't have chickens, you, you may want to gonna have to hoe yourself. Um, and you may want to go attend a, a lecture on some gardening basics. But once you have the essentials, then it's time to design your personal project. So here are a couple of thoughts. If you're doing fruit trees and you don't have a whole lot of space, you could plant a dwarf fruit specimen in an attractive container that would be for easy access. You know, Meyer lemons are great like this, um, and a lot of citrus are, are great. Uh, kumquats are great. You can do uh, rose bushes, uh, which aren't fruit, but we get the rose hips, which I like. But container gardening is especially wonderful if you live in an apartment or a condominium or those, if you have a small patio. patio. So Meyer lemons, oranges, grapefruit, tangelos, kumquats are perfect. If you have a larger area, consider semi-dwarf or even full-size varieties of apple, cherry, apricots, prunes, plums, pears, peaches, guavas, loquats. You can do an espalier if you want. If you have a small space and you have a wall, which is just kind of putting a um, a terrace on your wall. So you just put something that that a plant can grow on. You can do it with wire so that you can espalier like an apple tree or a cherry tree, and you'll actually get apples growing up the wall, which is great. You can add omega-3s and antioxidants and vitamin E to your diet by planting a nut tree, including um, walnuts and almonds, 
And you want, if you're going to do that espalating, you know, it creates a focal point in an outdoor room, which I think is really pretty wonderful. So if you'd like vegetables, now there's many vegetables you can start by seed right now, such as lettuces and radishes and carrots, and uh, you can plant some of the herbs like cilantro and uh, parsley. You could also put in uh, beets at this moment. What you're going to need is good soil. If you want grow boxes, it might be a good way to start some of your favorite seedlings. But you want good soil and you want to mix soil with some mulch or compost to get it going because your, the, the soil is what is going to get your plants growing. So seeds planted, they're going to need about six to eight hours of sunlight in the beginning. Buy the freshest seeds packets possible as older seeds can take longer to germinate Sometimes they won't sprout at all. Now, I try to save seeds from the plants that I think have been great producers, but just remember, sometimes they don't reproduce the second or third year around in the same way that they did before. Now, it's better to probably buy from your local garden center that will have a lot of different uh, packets to choose from, like peas, you know, and kale and escarole or zucchini, et cetera. But if you want some of the exotic things they don't carry, you'll need to buy from catalogs or other sources online. But do the research before you put in your order. And the reason for that is is that not everything grows in all climates. So you want to be very, very careful about that. That You want to make sure that whatever you buy will grow. In my early years of uh, planting, I was buying almost everything from catalogs uh, from abroad and only to pay a lot of money to have them arrive and to wither and die because they weren't good for a California climate. So just be very cautious about that. Now, herbs, everybody loves herbs for their flavor, for their fragrance, and also for their medicinal qualities. And herbs are so easy to cultivate by seed. I have already put in my basil, um, sage, parsley, cilantro, chives, oregano, dill, and mint. These are ones that I just, I kind of can't live without. And my lavender, of course, is a perennial, so I always have it, and I always have that to cook with. So, you know, you choose the herbs that you like the most. Some herbs are purifying, others are stimulating, others can relieve symptoms of flu or colds. Whatever it is that will be, that you like, make sure you plant it. You know, I have Italian parsley right outside my door in a container because I use a lot of it. And um, I'll also use a lot of basil. So I like to buy different varieties of basil, and I'll plant maybe 10. I have a, a bed that is just my basil garden right outside my kitchen so that I can have Thai basil and purple basil. And it's, all the flavors are very different, and it's really good for different food. So spring flowers, especially bulbs, are, are, are profuse right now, too, and uh, flowers always add a lot of beauty to your home and a lot of enjoyment when you are outside. They want light and warmer temperatures. So at the moment, you're going to see tulips and freesias and hyacinths, sweet peas, uh, peonies, anemones, amaryllis, and heather all blooming, and roses should be blooming soon. You could take cuttings of cherry blossoms to make fragrant indoor displays. And uh, you could start planting your dahlias and agapanthus and daylilies so that you'll have some summer plants. So think forward. Always think forward. And then also think about, um, about planning for kids. If you have kids, 
you want to have something that is going to be good for kids to plant. If you have questions, you can feel free to contact me, Cynthia, at star-style.com. I hope with these straightforward strategies, sowing seeds is simple and pleasurable and creative. Just allow your garden to become a high-impact architectural element that is both aesthetically and nutritionally satisfying for the entire family because whether it's food flavor or star style, your garden can provide it all when you read, plant, and grow. Well, it's been my pleasure to be with you again this week, and as always, I hope that you have been motivated to go out and enjoy this wonderful weather and to do something positive with your life. Read a book, buy a book, and until next week when we celebrate again, I am Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style. Be the star you are. Visit the charity website, bethestaryouare.org, and go out into the world and be the star you are. Your light is important. Shine on. Thanks again for listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information about Be the Star You Are nonprofit corporation, please visit bethestaryouare.org. That's bethestaryouare.org. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember, to be a leader, you must be a reader. Enjoy a stellar week. You're a seeker, a dreamer, with the courage to do.